Let me uh, just move into the word that God has put in my heart for us tonight because it's talking about the greatness of our God and, and all that he has done for us, his faithfulness. I want to just share this thought now before we begin to pray for the various needs uh, that we do need to pray for. In our journey through the Gospel of Matthew, we come to chapter 27, and the thought for tonight comes from three verses beginning in verse 50. This is now as the Lord has been crucified on the cross already. And while he was crucified toward the end, listen to verse 50, then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many. I want to share three thoughts tonight as we prepare to pray that I believe will help us and encourage us as we look to the Lord tonight. Because we're going to talk about uh, the, the provision that the death of Jesus Christ provides for all of us. The death of Jesus Christ, listen, number one, provides victory over sin. You and I understand and know and remember that we are born sinful. We are born with this sinful nature, and because of that sinful nature, we are all born separated from God. That, that, that's why we are born with this inner emptiness uh, that in the beginning we cannot understand. We cannot describe uh, this emptiness. We think it's physical. We think it's emotional, but it's actually a spiritual emptiness because our spirit was created by God for God. But because of, of, of the, the sinful nature that we are born into, we are born separated from God. And the, the veil in the temple symbolizes that uh, because it symbolized the fact that God, who is a holy God, was separated from his people. And this veil is what kept that separation intact and that no one was ever allowed to go beyond that veil except the high priest and only once a year. Uh, and he must uh, enter into that beyond that veil with blood, sprinkling the blood of animals. If he went in without the blood of animals, he was killed immediately. And so we notice now that upon the cross, when Jesus breathed his last, the first thing that happened was the veil was torn from top to bottom. See, the, the death of Jesus Christ paid the price for our sin. That's why the veil of separation was torn from top to bottom. So it's through the blood of Christ, the believer can experience now the very presence of God. Listen to, uh, again, a familiar passage of scripture to most of us in Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, in verse 19, it, it reads, and so, dear brothers and sisters, 
We can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, listen, by his death, Jesus opened a new and living way through the curtain into the most holy place. By his death, Jesus Christ opened that new and living way beyond the veil into the very presence of of God. Tonight, we've got to believe that no matter how great our sin may be, and there are times where we stumble and fall and sin greatly before God, but, but even though we may sin greatly before God, the blood of Jesus Christ is greater. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses and purifies us from all unrighteousness. And the reason why that is so critical to believe is that because there are times when we stumble and fall, and rather than run to the presence of God, we try to hide from the presence of God. And that goes back to our uh, Adam and Eve, our forefather, who when they sinned before God and they heard God walking in the garden, they tried to hide from him. You see, the devil always tells us that we can't go into the presence of God because of what we have done, because of how we behave, because of the things that we may have thought. And, and all of a sudden now, he puts this condemnation on us. And if we forget that the blood of Jesus Christ opens that door. His death made a new and living way so that we can enter the presence of God with confidence, boldly, to bring all of our needs before God. It's important that we remind ourselves this morning, this evening, that, that personal morality does not usher us into the presence of Christ. Right? Because again, when we think we are having a good day, we're bold and confident and hey, I can go before God. I can pray today because I'm having a good day. And, and we forget. It's not based upon whether you're having a good day or based upon whether you're having a bad day. It's based upon the death of Jesus Christ. His death and his death alone opened the way for you and I to enter into the very presence of God, to come before the presence of God tonight. And so, it's important. Here's the kingdom principle for us tonight that we're going to be looking at and, and re reminding ourselves, of, and that is the death of Christ provides victory for those who believe. We have victory over sin, and that victory meaning that we can come before the very presence of God. We gain access to the very presence of God because our sin has been dealt with through the death of of Jesus Christ. Are you with me so far tonight? Say amen. amen. All right. So that's number one. The death of Christ provides victory over sin. Secondly, the death of Christ provides victory over the kingdom of darkness. Did you notice that when Jesus died, after the veil was torn from top to bottom, the Bible says that the earth shook and that the rocks were split apart. Well, these are all symbolic for the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom that rules on this earth. And the earth was shaken and the rocks split apart, symbolizing that the death of Jesus Christ shook the very kingdom of darkness and broke the power of the kingdom of darkness. Let me remind you again in Acts chapter uh, 16, as I turn there quickly, in verse, well, 
let me, let me just set it up first. The apostle Paul and Silas had been arrested for preaching the gospel. And before they had been arrested, they were beaten severely, the Bible says. And now, while they're in prison, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 16, in verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. So you get the picture now. As Paul and Silas are singing songs, much as we were singing here tonight, and as they are praying, it's midnight now. They, we don't know how long they've been up, but obviously they've been up all night long, and they've been worshiping God, even though they have been severely beaten, even though now they're in prison. They, they're worshiping God, they're praising God, and they're lifting up their voice in prayer. And in that atmosphere, God comes, and he comes by demonstrating his awesome power as they prayed, God shook the very foundations of the prison, freeing every single one that was there, dropping all of their chains. All of that symbolizes uh, the, the, the power that, and the victory that comes through those who believe through the death of Christ. He has broken the power of darkness, of the kingdom of darkness. And so there are times that even as, the, uh, uh, as we, the people of God, we might be in prison. It may not be because of the gospel, but we might be in prison based upon some situation, some habit that we are struggling with. And we feel like I can never be free from that thing. And I want to tell you that no matter what imprisons you, and though it may seem like it will never be able to overcome that, thing. Remember our kingdom principle that the death of Christ provides victory for those who believe. As we look to the Lord and pray, God can shake the very foundations of the kingdom of hell and that God can break the chains that bind us. In a moment, God can loose those chains and set his people free. Would you say amen with me on that one? Because the death of Christ provides victory over sin. It provides victory over the kingdom of darkness. And lastly, he provides victory over death itself. And by death, notice that the Bible said the bodies of many of believers were raised to life. The death that we want to talk about tonight symbolizes the hopelessness of situations that we may find ourselves in. The, the hopelessness of situations that we might find ourselves in where we think this thing is never ever going to change. My marriage is over. It's never going to get any better. It's done. There is no hope for that loved one to be saved. There's no hope for the finances to turn around. There's no hope for this person to be healed. Uh, I'm talking about in a situation where in, to our human eyes, it is hopeless. But the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Don't hold your worries in, give them to God. 
Bring them to God in prayer. Then Peter goes on to say in the same chapter, the 10th verse, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. You see, we're talking about this victory over death, meaning that through the, uh, the death of Christ, the victory that we have over death, meaning that God is able to restore what is hopeless right now. God is able to restore marriages. God is able to restore broken relationships. God is able to restore financial ruin. God is able to restore healing uh, and bring health to, to broken bodies. Why? Because through the death of Christ, we are provided victory when we believe. So no matter how hopeless a situation may seem, the death of Christ provides victory for those who believe. Victory over sin. Victory over the kingdom of darkness. Victory over death. But the key is for those who believe. For those who believe. For those who believe. For those who believe. For those who believe and demonstrate their belief by going to God in prayer. Come on, isn't it true that there are some things that we just don't go to God in prayer because quite truthfully, we don't believe. We lost faith. We've gotten discouraged. We have believed the lie that the death of Christ does not bring us victory in that matter. It may bring us victory in other matters, but not in that one matter. That the death of Christ cannot break that habit that you've been struggling with so long. That the death of Christ cannot bring victory over that which has died in your life. I'm so grateful for the scriptures that bring us hope tonight that we can look to that, and my prayer is that we would be, begin to believe, to get back to the simplicity of believing in all that Jesus Christ has done for you and I, so that when we stumble and fall, we recognize I still have victory over that sin because the Bible tells me if I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sin. And so that I can come boldly. Why does God forgive us of that sin? Because God is encouraging us and desiring us to come into his presence. That's what, that's what it's all about. God didn't forgive us of our sins so that we can feel good about it. His purpose in forgiving us of our sin was to put away that sin factor so that there would be nothing in between him and, uh, and us any longer. 
so that we can come into his presence and not allow the enemy to whisper into our ear, you can't pray. Look at what you have done. You can't worship him. Look at how you talk to your wife or to your husband. Look at what you have done here or there. No one knows, but I know what you're doing. And, and, and he tries to heap that condemnation. No, but when we believe that through the death of Christ, the power of sin was broken. Blessed be his wonderful name. We come boldly into his presence, knowing I'm not here because I've been good. I'm not here because I've been bad. I'm here because Jesus made a way for me. That's why I'm coming, because Jesus opened that new and living way that I can come confidently into the presence of the Lord. Pastor Jason, if you would come back, please, and just begin to play something quietly. I'm, I, I'm thankful that the death of Christ provides victory for you and I tonight. Hallelujah.